Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I have Wayne Hawley of Tulane University uh, with me on the line, and he's been gracious enough to uh, spend the uh, half hour or so with us to talk about the subject of game day strategies. How are you doing, Wayne? Fantastic. How's everything with you? Uh, is going to become handicapped in a match, whereas players who are able to put that scouting port aside and learn immediately in-game, hey, this is what they're doing today, and here's the adjustments we need to make on our own, those players and those teams are just going to be playing at a much higher level. And, um, boy, you just see it. You, you see it all, all, all at every level. You see those types of players. A fantastic question. Well, and see, the thing that's interesting about it, and I really think that it's almost like uh, with young people, you know, there's been so many movies like Moneyball and all these you know, well, we're going to go by the computer. The computer says 74% of the time you win. You know what I mean? And I can distinctly remember, I remember thinking this because the Minnesota Vikings were up 24 to nothing uh, football team, um, and they had two returns of touchdown or, like, punt returns. And they said there's a 99.9% chance that we're going to win the game today because every time people have returned two touchdowns in a game, the team wins, Right. Well, guess right. what we think happened that day? We lost. Well, 1%. <laughs> so how do you – see, this is the thing that I've always tried to reconcile in my own mind is that you have this idea of the competitive cauldron and predicting results and doing all these pieces, but then you also have the theory of randomness. How do you marry those two? Um, short answer, I don't know yet. Um, but um, – <laughs> You know, what you, you, what you said makes me, you know, it, this topic is such a great one. It's so rich with, with real practical things that coaches and players see on the court every day. Um, yes. You know, and, and I think that, you know, something I, I might have added before is some, some players are better off. Uh, we find out some players are better off not knowing a scouting report. Um, and <laughs> sometimes sometimes they know that about themselves. I mean, in my experience, I've had players – that I recognized were just better. They played more freely. They played more loosely and they just let the game come to them and they became, and they were better learners within the game without a scouting report because that scouting report sometimes prevents them from being learners in the game. And I've had players who recognize that about themselves and said, Wayne, listen, you know, are you open to the possibility that I don't want to see this report and I'm going to be played better without it. And so as a coach, you need to be cognizant of, of, you know, what does this player need and how does this player perform well? And other times you're going to, you know, a coach might say, you know, in a money ball situation or highly statistical, all this stuff that people are able to do with film. I think it's important for a coach sometimes to recognize when does the player, when do the players need all of this information? 
and when should I just use the information as a coach to, to run my practices and design my practices all week, but they don't need to know all of this information. Um, and I, I know myself, I've done it both ways. Uh, sometimes we've presented the information to the players, but other times we've just, I've just used it uh, to structure the practices and run certain things during the week, knowing that uh, that was what was best to prepare them. And they don't need to know why I'm running the practice this way because the numbers are just going to get in the way of them being a good learner. Um, and then, of course, you have layer three, as you said in your question, which is, hey, no matter how much we prepare, no matter how great we are at learning in the game, sometimes there's this element of randomness that just pops up and it is real and it scores points against us. And sometimes it's ultimately um, why we may have won or lost a match. I mean, we have, you can have a player who uses phenomenal technique and throws up a, a, a toss and uses a great approach and jump serves wonderfully and hits the heck out of the ball. And it just scrapes the, inside of the antenna and point to the other team, but everything was done right because the wind blew the ball. And you can have the same player use kind of weird technique or poor technique or not get her feet to the ball and jump and hit the ball off her elbow and have it hit the tape and dribble over for a point. Well, you know, good technique gets you nowhere and the poor technique and the randomness gets you a point. So um, that's an important, I think, mental element for the players to understand too, which is, did we do everything that we could control? Did we prepare well? Was our attitude great? Was our effort tremendous? Were we a great teammate? And if we did all of those things, then we we have to live with the result. And that's because sometimes the other team is really good. And most of the time they're really good. And we like to play really good teams. And there's an element of randomness in the game. And sometimes the wind blows the ball out of bounds and I did everything right. And sometimes I hit it off my elbow and I score and I did everything wrong. And uh, I just have to get to a point where I have to live with the result as long as I did everything that I could within my control. And I think that that's a lifelong process. I don't think we ever quite get there, to be honest with you. Because the more that you put this into perspective and you try to work with these principles, the more I have realized that really – it is something that can't be, you know, turned on or turned off because it, it creates a environment where you're aware of more things, but you have to be just okay in that day to go to practice and enjoy it. And you can't, you know, basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where you're just going to just, I have a hammer, and I'm going to hit this practice so stinking hard and so perfectly square, it's going to be absolutely amazingly great. And when it doesn't hit the nail properly, you just sit there and you fall off and you think the world's coming to an end because you didn't do right and you didn't do good. And, and it really puts you in a difficult position when you're not aware of all these different pieces. Uh, so right. And, and ultimately, I... Uh, you know, it, we always come back to this mindset. If 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 we get off of this idea that the result is what matters, um, and we start to get onto the idea that the things I can control are what matters, then we, I think, what we'll find is we'll have less of those days where we feel like everything went wrong. Um, you know, um, sometimes we say, hey, you know, don't let a bad practice, uh, you know 
mean it's a bad day, you know. Um, no matter what we do, sometimes we're going to have bad practices. Um, and we have to be okay with that. And that's hard to do because there are uh, a lot of tremendous, tremendous women athletes in this game and men as well at the Olympic level, at the Division One level. And a lot of those people got there because they strive for excellence and they strive for perfection. And, and it's difficult to accept the fact that some days you're not going to have it. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, if, if sometimes what we try to do is we, well, we certainly do it every year, but we try to get the players to understand why are we here? What's my why? Am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? And if we can identify a purpose that's outside of winning and losing, and perhaps even better if we can identify a purpose that's outside of ourselves, something greater than just hitting the ball back and forth over a net and winning and losing, then that, that confidence in our why allows us to get past those days when we didn't win and get past those days when we didn't perform great. Um, and as I said, it's, it's, it's easy to state that that's where we're trying to go, and it's very, very difficult to make the journey there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.